I just, I, I like that because I'm like really hard on myself in general, <laughs> but even, even I never thought of something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that is funny. Welcome to episode 18 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk with Shaka. She is a CPA exam candidate, well, Superfast CPA customer, and now a CPA, a past candidate, I guess you would say. And in this interview, there are three things that I want you to listen for. And again, we cover a lot more than three things. There are all kinds of tips and What's most useful is hearing her entire CPA study process and all the insights that she got as she went through the process from struggling in the beginning, as almost everyone does, to then when it all starts to click and then going on into the phase where she just passes section after section. But there are three specific things that she shared that I thought were very good tips individually or very just specific things. So the first one is she had a little rule for herself anytime that she pulled out her phone throughout the day. So listen for that. The second thing is she talks about switching review courses even before she had passed any sections. And she thought it was because there was some kind of inherent problem with the review course she was using. But what I want you to listen for is the realization she had and how she changed things after that. And then the third thing that you should listen for is she shares one of the funniest things I've ever heard in any arena, not just CPA topic, about how she had this goal reward program for herself, but also a punishment when she failed a section. And I just thought this was so funny because I am someone who thinks in those terms, I'm very hard on myself, but even I would have never really thought of something like that. So it's just very amusing to say the least. So if you find this episode helpful, or you've listened to any of the previous episodes and you found those helpful, I would ask you to do two things. First, share your favorite episode with someone else who's studying for the CPA exams because these episodes are free. They are, I think, one of the best resources for CPA candidates online as far as something that's free because you just get a lot in terms of motivation, trying to put yourself on the same page as these people who are describing their CPA study experience. And it's just helpful to hear the full story of what someone has been through that you are trying to do yourself. You're trying to accomplish something that these people have and hearing how it went for them start to finish, including all the you know, warts and all, so to speak, so that you can identify with yourself, okay, I'm having a rough time, but so were they. And if I just keep putting in the time and effort and the strategies, this will all start to click. And from there, that's when you start passing your exams. The second thing, of course, would be to just look up the podcast in your favorite podcast app, wherever you listen to these, and leave a review for the podcast. And so in that spirit, I just want to read one or two of our newest reviews. These are from Apple Podcasts specifically, because that's what I use, so I just pull this up. So this is from KFITS97. He said, or I guess I don't know if it's a he or she, they said, I've taken two of the exams so far and have passed both using Superfast CPA. Both the course and these podcasts are great. Then another one from uh, Mahmoud, Michael's story, this is, he says, this story is really helpful. It gave me energy and motivated me to schedule my exam sooner and most importantly to start, to start waking up earlier in the morning. So thank you for those reviews. Again, please take a second if you found these helpful and find the podcast in your podcast app and leave a review.
Now, the last thing, if this is the first time you've come across Superfast CPA, these podcasts are helpful, but they kind of jump all over the place. But you will hear it referenced over and over. Our study methods or the CPA or the Superfast CPA approach to studying. The best place to go for a free one-hour training where we will walk through that thing exactly is one of our free study trainings. These are a one-hour webinar where we will teach you how to have a two-hour main study session with your review course. It doesn't matter what review course you're using. And you can get more done in these two hours than someone who's studying four or five hours the normal way. And normal way, that's explained on the training, the mistakes or the problems with the normal way of studying, which most people are using. And then how you can just make a few small tweaks but get insanely better results from two hours instead of like four hours. So the big claim is that on weekdays when you're working, that is all you need is one two-hour session done with your review materials, and that's all the time you need to find or set aside to study with your review course on weekdays. So you can go to superfastcpa.com slash passnow or just text passnow, one word, to 44222 to get a link to one of these upcoming trainings. So with that, let's get into this interview with Shaka. Once you got to that point, how did you kind of start the the CPA study process? Did you just get a review course and just kind of jump into it? Or how did it all start for you? So I was actually a campus representative for Rogers CPA Review. So I was able to claim that course basically anytime I was ready to start. Um, But after graduation, I actually had an internship. So I wasn't able to, well, I could have started studying right away, but I didn't use that opportunity. But um, after the internship, I actually had a gap of like 15 months. But after my internship, I had like a vacation plan to go back to the Philippines. So I was in the Philippines for three months and I tried to study there. But it was really difficult just like having that almost two month gap between graduation and the time I tried to start studying again was a little difficult. I tried to study for FAR and that didn't go so well. So I moved on and tried to study for reg instead. So I was studying for reg for about, I want to say, two or three months but for some reason it just like things weren't going the way I planned and I figured that it would be easier for me to just maybe I'll just get a part-time job while studying which I actually would suggest for most people because not a lot of people can sit down and study for eight hours straight some people can like they're able to but a lot of people say or there are a lot of studies that show that if you study just for four intense hours a day, it's much more effective than doing it all in within an eight-hour window. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did. I had a part-time job at elementary school. I think I was working about thirty hours a week, and then I would. It was from twelve to six. So I would just study in the morning and the evening, and I think that was that really helped me. So I was using Roger at the time, and I actually found super fast CPA. I think I found it on a Reddit forum. Oh really? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for most people studying for the CPA exam, or you're just like li- looking for motivation or people yeah. who have been through or are going through what you're going through, just look it up and you'll probably find something on Reddit or there's this form called Another 71. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I found it on Reddit and I wish when I found it, I was like, wow, I wish I found this sooner because there are some review courses that have apps, but there aren't any that have like those mini quizzes that super fast has yeah like the five questions and sometimes that's mm-hmm. really all you need or all you have time for during like right. a 15 minute break so i think that was really helpful for me because wherever you are 
like what I tried to do is every time I pulled out my phone, I would have to do five questions before I like look at my email or go on social media or anything. So mm. that really helps. That's a yeah, good, and, that's a good tip. I'm going to start yeah. saying that to people. <laughs> Cause it, it helps keeps you, it keeps you focused on your goal. Cause like out of habit, you look at your phone and keep scrolling through social media, yeah. but you could like rewire your brain somehow. and It helps just keep you focused and, you know, be responsible throughout the day. Even when you're not looking at the review course or watching the lecture, at least you have that app, you know? Yeah. Nice. Um, so did you, uh, did you actually take any sections and, and fail or like, what was the, uh, kind of, how did that go? Yeah. So I, I first took reg and then before I even got the results for reg, I moved on to audit because at that time in 2018, there was actually like a one month gap between the time that you took the test and that they would release the score. So yeah, I didn't want to waste any longer. time at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just moved on and studied for audit. You know, I took the chance hoping I passed reg, but I failed both parts, unfortunately. And it was rough. I like was expecting to pass at least one, but I think it's better. It, it probably was better that way because then I pushed myself. I knew that like even though I was studying really hard, I probably needed a better a better study method. So I just switched it up instead of like watching all the lectures. Most people said just go straight to the multiple choice, and that's why super fast is really helpful because then you have the multiple choice questions on your phone ready whenever mm-hmm. you need it. And then, oh, and also the the voice lectures or oh, audio yes. lectures. Yeah. yeah. So I would play that in my car, even though it's just like a 15 minute drive going to work or anything. I would just play that. And even though you're not absorbing everything, you at least learned a thing or two every time you listen right. to an audio lecture. But yeah, I think those are really helpful. And then whenever I was like at home and I had like a longer time to study, then that's when I'll do like the longer 25 to 50 questions or the, the Sims. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my study method. Just wherever you are, you should have it on your mind or something playing in the background that's like keeping you focused so that, you know, you don't take like, I think that when you're taking the CPA or when you're studying for the CPA exam, you can't really take more than a few days break. If you are taking it seriously, it's hard to take even a day off because your mind's always on it. Correct. Yeah. That's kind of what I, it's kind of miserable anyways. And so it's almost yeah. easier to just accept that I'm just not even going to take days off and I'm not yeah. even going to take hours off kind of like, cause I was always trying to study from my phone and I had stuff that was not ideal for on my phone. I had like word documents that I was trying to like pinch and zoom. And that was kind of where, or that's why we made the study tools the way they are. Just this should all work right inside of an app. That's just, super fast that's super <laughs> quick to uh to pull out and start using you know yeah so yeah um how about your main study sessions like when you were studying in the beginning when you sat down with you what'd you use roger you said initially yes i used roger and actually ended up using a combination of roger and becker oh nice because roger wasn't well, initially I thought that, that it wasn't working for me just because I failed both reg and audit. Yeah. But <laughs> it, in the end, it was like, it was a study method. All I had to do was just keep like, you know, hammering sure. down the questions, which I wasn't doing enough the first time around. Okay. So that's what I'm basically asking. So yeah, when you actually sat down with your main review course, 
in the, the beginning stages when you were, you know, ended up failing those sections, what were mm-hmm. you doing then? And then how did you change it? What are kind of the things you figured out for your main study sessions? So when I first started studying, so the very first time when I actually started studying for FAR, that was going to be my first attempt. Um, I was reading the book and actually going through it and highlighting it because I don't know, I, I thought it would be an effective way to study because, you know, they give you yeah. the books and, you know, you expect to read through the whole thing. But that was probably like the worst advice I could ever give to anybody unless you you thrive in that type of learning environment. Mm-hmm. Then I wouldn't I definitely would not suggest doing that. Um, if anything, I would suggest you could watch the lectures, but I would suggest watching it in 1.5 or 2 times speed because some of them go really slow and then you just lose your focus really quick. Yeah. Especially with, when the topics are really dry. So that's what I did during my first attempt. I just watched the video lectures and then would do the multiple choice right after. And I did all the questions, but I don't think I did the questions more than twice, which was probably a mistake because I wouldn't even do it like back-to-back days. I would take breaks every now and then. Mm-hmm. And that's not very effective. So the second time around, the advice I got from most of my friends who have passed in their, like, their first or second try, they said that they just went through all the multiple choice questions. Like they wouldn't even look at the lecture unless they were completely lost. And when they would watch it, like I said, you would have to play it in a faster speed to keep yeah. you interested for that long. <laughs> but yeah, I think multiple choice, just drilling those down, even if you feel like sometimes you're memorizing it, after a few times, if you read the explanation, it'll click. Yes. Like, it'll make sense to you eventually. And once you do enough of the multiple choice that everything makes sense, or most things make sense, not everything will make sense. Like your first few times. Right. Once you do it enough times and you do the sims, like it will make sense. Yeah, that's a great, uh, yeah, that's a, that is how it works. You know, it, it feels like your first few weeks or your first few times through kind of a topic that, She's like, this is, I just don't even understand what this is saying, but it's just spending enough time working through the questions. Just like you said, it just starts to click. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then how about what was your process for the Sims? Did you do a bunch of practice Sims? Were you kind of writing your own flashcards for journal entries or how did you kind of prepare for the simulations? So for the Sims, I think the first few tests, I actually did a lot of the practice sims. But as I started retaking the test, I realized that like doing, like redoing multiple choice questions helped me more in the sims than actually doing sims. Because the more you learn about that concept, the more it starts to make sense. And then the sims, like instead of just like, Sometimes people find they were guessing through through the Sims. It'll make more sense than you remember. Like, oh, this is what I learned from that one multiple choice question that applies to this Sim. Mm-hmm. So that's what it, I did. So I actually took audit three times, and for my last attempt that I finally passed, I actually barely did any Sims until the last week. So when I mastered, or when I felt like I was at a confident level with the multiple choice questions, that's the only time that I moved on to the Sims. So I think I did sims for four or five days straight and then i did like a mock test so it also depends on the part so like for far you will need to do more sims definitely right um because then you'll need to keep track of like all the tables and the journal entries but for audit where it's more conceptual 
yeah. then that you'll need probably need to focus more on the multiple choice questions. Yeah, the yeah the reg sims and the far sims are just are nasty. Yeah, hard hard to prepare for, but definitely much worse than the other two. And what was your system of taking notes or writing your own flashcards, or did what was your way of doing your own notes if you did that? So for my first attempt, I actually did not write as that many flashcards. I ended up while watching the lectures, I would take notes and then I would just read through my notes. Mm-hmm. But and then. I told myself that in the end, like two weeks or three weeks before the test, I would like write summary pages. But since I was going through every single lecture, I found that I didn't have time to even make a summary for yeah. myself at the end. So during the the second time around, I focused on making flashcards. So I would watch a few lectures on the topics that I felt like I was weak in and make flashcards based off those. But most of my flashcards were actually from the explanations on the multiple choice questions. Because on the test, or on the lectures, probably only 60 to 70% of the content is actually going to be in the multiple choice questions. The rest is just more explanations that you might not even remember later. Yeah. So I think it's more I would say almost read. even less, but yes, I, yeah. I fully agree. Yeah. And same with the book. It's just so many additional information that you may not even need. So what I would suggest is just reading more of the multiple choice explanations, writing those down, just like key points, you don't have to write the full explanation, just like five to 10 words at most that can Mm -hmm. fit in one line for the questions that you really, you feel like you are still weak on. And then just drill, drill those down, keep reading them wherever you are, like waiting in line for food or something, just bring those flashcards out. Like for my last audit attempt, there was only one test that I took while working full time when I started at a public accounting firm. And that was probably, it was really hard to find time to while working full time because in my prior job, I only worked 30 hours. And then at the new one, I had 50 hours plus like a two hour commute. So everywhere I was on the bus, at the gym, like on the lunch break at work, I had my flashcards and I had, I made sure I was reading those. Flashcards are really helpful. Yes. And and the way you explained it is the the best way I think is you want to just in general, again, you can watch the lecture or read the chapter and they present everything. And it's kind of in a different context than when it shows up in the form of an actual question. And so when you, when you are going to make notes or a flashcard for something, you want to be basing it off of kind of the language of the questions, not Mm -hmm. just kind of the bullet point summaries of the text or the video lecture. So yeah, exactly what you said. And the the flashcards or your notes would be much more helpful that way. Yeah. Let's see. So we went through, oh, what about your version of a final review? Like what did you do in the last two or three days before an actual test? So... Well, for like the week, one week before, I would take a mock test, at least one mock test. But for the first or the last three days, I think that would depend on the person. Because for me, I would take another mock test. And even if I got like a 60, it wouldn't scare me because I know Mm -hmm. like if you look up, like let's say for Becker mock test, you look up the average people who get a 60 on the mock test actually end up still getting an 80 on the test. But for some people, they let that score get to them. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, I'm not ready. 
So it really depends on you. Just try not to like psych your, or freak yourself out when you see your score. Just be ready to see something below the passing score. Um, so yeah, I would do that. Take a mock test, review the questions that I got wrong. And even though it's like the last three days, I would still take notes of the questions that I got wrong. Because anything that you write down, you're going to remember at least at least 50% of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it helps to take notes, continuously take notes. For So at that point within the last week, you should already have like all your flashcards and like summary pages of notes if you do that. But for the last three days, if you feel like there's some things you are still having trouble remembering or understanding, I would suggest writing them down. Just like the main points, not your whole summary page again, just the parts that you're struggling with and I think yeah that that would be helpful and some people suggest just not studying at all on the last day but for me I could never do that I was probably reading my flashcards up until I entered the testing room (laughs) yeah exactly that was the same as me I uh, I just crammed around the clock like those last two days were that was the only time where I studied probably 10 or 12 hours a day and then the morning of it was all about my own flashcards and another thing you just mentioned is a huge tip. Uh, and we, we've covered this on multiple ones of these interviews because it's kind of interesting. These people I'm talking to that have you know, figured out how to pass, they kind of all in general have, they've figured out some of the, like the same kind of key ideas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's one of them is you, want to, you don't want to just take notes on everything kind of mindlessly, mm-hmm. like basically rewriting your own summaries you want to specifically write down the things that you personally struggle to understand or remember, you know, which is basically just what you said. And that, I mean, that makes sense, but a lot of people starting out, they spend tons of time. Well, almost, almost like you said, your first uh, attempt, you spent a lot of time like highlighting, you know, just general stuff in the, in the text and it doesn't really translate or, or do anything. But writing down things that you specifically struggle with, that's, that's what you want to spend time writing, think, writing down because, you know, that's your personal weak area. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And then what about the, do you remember the day you, f- you got your fourth passing score? Like, what was that like for you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that day, usually I look at my score at midnight or 5 a.m. But that day, because since it was my last test, <clears throat> and I knew I was going to work. I didn't want to open it right away because if I like failed again, <laughs> it would have been like the worst day of my life. <laughs> and so I just I didn't look at it until the end of the day. And I was actually at work, and there were only two other people there. It was me, my career advisor, and my other coworker. And I like I couldn't like scream or jump or anything. So I should have opened it at home, but I finally passed, and it was just like a huge weight off my chest. And like they're, yeah. you know, like they've been through the process. So they were really happy for me too because they probably had like flashbacks of when they looked at the results of their yeah. last test. <laughs> so yeah, it was, that's, it was a great feeling. It, yeah, and that's <laughs> exactly what you describe. It's just just the biggest relief in the world because yeah. it's just this thing that's just been hanging over your head every day for months. And yeah, that was a, a great day for sure. <laughs> um, so one thing I've been asking everyone is... So looking back, what do you think the top maybe one or two things that were just the biggest difference makers for you that you would uh, 
tell other people that are currently in the study process? So the first thing, if we're being specific on the study technique, I would definitely say just drill down multiple choice questions. <laughs> One of my friends, he passed the first time on all four, four tries and all he did was multiple choice questions, barely watched any lectures. And he only saw you four hours a day. So yeah. four hours a day is really all you need. If you have a full-time job, you have no excuse. If you really want, if you really want to be a CPA, you're going to make time to study for the test. Right. And, <clears throat> and some people, like they get really caught up on the day-to-day responsibilities of going to work and studying and they just they kind of lose focus so I think it's important to zoom out and think about what you really want so if a year from now you want to be a CPA then just keep focusing on that because that's going to make you want to put in the four hours every day and -hmm. if you put in the four hours every day not even like a year from now even two months from now you're going to be a little less miserable (laughs) yeah for sure something that people should focus on I think yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of tell people that in emails a lot, like, listen, you're, you're just as miserable. Like if you have any sections that aren't passed, meaning you're still working on this in any form, you're just as miserable if you study two hours a day or like four hours a day or five hours a day, but you'll get done and your odds of passing are way, way higher if you just yeah. make it four or five hours a day. So you might as well. Yeah. And you made me think of a question I should have asked this to, I haven't been asking this. So looking back, you tried to hit four hours a day with your main review materials. Is that kind of what you were aiming for each day? Yeah. So it would be four hours of like mainly multiple choice questions for my main review course. And then Mm -hmm. that doesn't include the time that I put in throughout the day, like doing the super fast questions. or That's what I was getting. That's what I'm getting at. So what do you, how much more time do you estimate you fit in each day? Like another hour or two? I would say, yeah, about an hour. And for those four hours, so I actually started my own like timesheet and it would be for productive hours. So for those people who are already in the public accounting world, they know that like a concept of billable hours. So you can't yeah. build the time that you're like looking at your phone or looking something up on Google that's not CPA related. So what I would do, I would do a timer start and timer end every time I take my eyes off the screen or even every time my mind wanders off for more than like five minutes because you can't count that as four hours of study time. Yeah, I mean, that's, really a, that's a very strict definition, but I, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of how you have to get really. Yeah, well, for those with limited time, then I think the timer does help because it helps you... It, yeah, it helps you track how much time you really spent on it. And I wanted for, I think it was for FAR. I was really strict on myself about that because I had six, exactly six weeks to study. And mm-hmm. I wanted to track the amount of time that I spent studying. And I think it was about between 96 to 100 hours for FAR. And then again, <laughs> I think you, you said this, but you were working full time. So to fit in those four productive hours, which probably meant more like, five hours that you were actually sitting there how did you you were doing it before and after work or how were you fitting that in that dedicated study time with your review course each day so when I started working full-time it was in the beginning I was able to do four hours but when I started hitting like 50 to 60 hour weeks it would go down to like two and a half to three hours which is still a really good amount 
Um, yeah, that's yeah, what I, I tell people able, to aim for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like two to three hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I did the four hours, yeah, we tried to do at least an hour in the morning, like before going to work or anything. And I would actually, my commute was an hour long and I would take, be on the bus for 30 minutes. So it was 30 minutes on the bus. I had to make sure that I was either like listening to an audio lecture or reading my flashcards. I would try to focus on the flashcards on the bus because it's kind of hard to do anything else on there. Yeah. Then during my lunch break, I would count that time to like 15 to 30 minutes of reading my flashcards and then another two hours at night. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's what it takes. So. Oh, there was one more tip that I wanted to give to those who are still taking it. Um, Go for it. Yeah. So I think one important thing to do is to talk about it. So like with your friends and your family, because that keeps you accountable. Yeah. And like they know that if they know that you're taking it, every, the next time that you see them or the next time that you talk to them, they're going to be like, oh, how's it going? Like, did you pass the part? And I mean, for me, it wasn't that hard to admit that I failed. But I know for some people, it's kind of like a hit on their <laughs> ego. <laughs> for sure. Right. There was, yeah, so. oh, yeah. I have specific people in mind that, yeah. <laughs> Like they just didn't want to admit that they failed. Yeah, yeah people at work that were like the smart kids and the masters, but they were like failing, you know, kept failing sections and they did not want to talk about it like at all. I and, think yeah. it's a it's a huge reality check for some people because those who like didn't get a single A in college, you find them passing and like doing better than those who do have their masters or were in honors courses. So it really shows, it kind of, shows you what the real word is going to be like because if you put in the work you're going to see the results but if you have if you're just like naturally smart and you put an hour a day you're not going to pass so yeah um it's a great yeah i said talk about it and set goals either so for each part or for all four parts um i suggest like giving yourself a reward or for me it was actually a consequence i wouldn't suggest this so for me, I didn't expect to fail as much as I did. So I had like a bet with myself that every time I failed, I would cut two inches off my hair. <laughs> so that like it was short enough, oh I wouldn't want to go out. And I would just be at home studying. And at one point, I think I probably cut like six inches off within the first six to eight months. So when people would see me, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> like I didn't even have to tell them that because is, they knew uh... that I had that. <laughs> like. That is funny. Consequence for me. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then, That's, but sorry, what were you going to say? I just, I, I like that because I'm like really hard on myself in general. <laughs> but even, even I never thought of something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that is funny. Espe- yeah. Especially for a girl cutting off your own hair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like for me, yeah. it would be forcing myself to not get a haircut because I cannot stand. Ugh. But I, I, I get it. That is, that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and my brother uh. would just like start teasing me and say that I'd be bald by the end, <laughs> by the end of all this. <laughs> but thankfully, I, oh, you know, man. I, it only ended up being up to like my neck, so still had some left. Um, so yeah, for most other people, rewards motivate them and not consequences. Mm-hmm. So. I would suggest maybe like planning a trip. So let's say like you're going to take your last part in July. You want to give yourself some leeway and maybe plan the trip in like September. You have to retake some parts and 
think that'll motivate you because once you book your ticket, you're not going to want to go on it if you still have to like study while you're on the trip. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you ever saw this, but I have this little like motivation guide that comes with any bundle that, that is that, that exact idea oh. where you, you plan out a big reward and then after each section, you kind of buy one piece of it and you put it. Oh. So like for me, it was golf clubs, new golf clubs. Oh. Yeah. So first I bought like a new golf bag after I passed the first section and I set it in my study room. And so I had to like look at this brand new golf bag, you know, with the tags on it. <laughs> and, and that just drove me crazy to like see that thing. And then the next section, I bought like the new, the irons. And then on my last section, bought like the new driver. And then it was like complete, you know. Oh, but yeah, good. that worked insanely well. I mean, you basically just des- described that idea. But yeah, if it's like a trip, after one section, you... I don't know, plan where it is and like put a picture of that place. Second yeah. section, you might buy like a new swimming suit for the trip or whatever. But yeah, I, I really like, that's going to make me laugh for a long time. Cutting off your own <laughs> hair. <laughs> yeah, at first so I funny. like started to regret it when I had to cut like six inches off. But then eventually it like, it actually kind of motivated me because every day I would I bet about <laughs> not wanting to cut another six inches off <laughs> yeah that's uh i'm gonna have to steal that one start telling that to people <laughs> that is so funny all right well yeah that that's basically everything i had but yeah i appreciate you doing it and uh i'm glad you know you used our tools and thought they were useful somewhat so yeah, yeah. thank you thanks for having me <laughs> this was fun I haven't talked about my CPA experience in a while, but always brings back mostly good memories. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Nice Have you. a good one. Yeah, you too. You too. See ya. So that was the interview with Shaka. Again, like all the other interviews, if you watched or listened to this point, meaning you heard the whole thing, I think you'll have to agree that was very, very helpful. She shared a lot of good tips, a lot of just singular insights that can apply to a lot of areas in the CPA study process. And so, again, the three things that she covered, the first one was she had this little rule for herself where she would take a quiz or read a few pages in the review notes every time she pulled out her phone instead of going through straight to social media or texting or whatever it was she pulled out her phone to do. She held herself to that, and that's one of the things I'm constantly talking about If you will just do that, we look at our phones literally hundreds of times a day. And if you even replaced half of that or 25% of those instances and forced yourself to read five pages in the review notes or take a quiz, that adds up to a lot of extra practice and exposure. And that's why the idea of mini sessions with our CPA study tools on your phone is so powerful and why it makes such a big difference. The second thing she talked about was how she switched review courses because she thought there was some issue with the first review course that she had when she failed the first two sections. And then, of course, a few months later, once she had kind of figured out the study process, she realized, you know, it's really not about the review course. And that's something that a lot of people uh, think about or they kind of assume that there, there's got to be one review course that just has something that makes this whole process easier compared to the others. And that's not true. 
any of the big main review courses you can use to pass your exams. It comes down to your strategies. And that is why we have an entire course on the study approach, the daily study process. That's why we talk constantly about it is because everyone has a review course and everyone's kind of doing the same thing. They're, they try to watch the lecture, read the chapter, and then do practice questions. And the fail rates are 50% across the board. So it's obvious that it, it, it's not about the review course itself. It's how you study, how you use those materials. And it's not as simple as just watching the video and then doing the, the questions. There are a ton of little strategies within the strategy of how to do each part of that much more effectively. So again, that's what we talk about on those free study trainings. The third thing that she talked about was, of course, her consequence of <laughs> getting, getting a haircut, I guess, cutting an inch or two off of her hair whenever she failed a section. That is, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. I don't think a lot of people out there are going to take that strategy on, but the general idea is, is sound. To have some type of thing... And again, I, I mentioned it when she brought that up, the uh, review or the reward model where you split your four sections into a big goal that you want or a big reward for yourself. My example was golf clubs. And then you, you, um, you buy kind of a symbolic piece or section of that reward each time you pass a section. And you put it in the room where you study. In its packaging, you can't open it. You have the tags on it. Whatever it is, you split your reward into four pieces, and uh, the general idea is something like that. So you have this almost like a physical representation of getting a fourth of the way to your goal each time that you pass a section. So I hope you found this interview helpful. Again, if you're new to this podcast, go back, listen to some of the other interviews we've done. I think you'll find all of them really helpful. And again, if you want to see a walkthrough of how we teach our clients and customers to study or approach their main study session, regardless of what review course you're using, go to superfastcpa.com slash pass now, or just find the link below in the description, or you can just, you can easily find a link just going to our site, superfastcpa.com. So thanks for listening or watching, and I will see you on the next episode.